Y'all are listening to the Maverick of Marketing Radio Show. And now, here's your host, Shannon Maverick. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Happy Monday morning to you. Yes, this is your host of Maverick of Marketing, Shannon Maverick. And we have a really fun and exciting show coming up today. I know I think I say that about every week, but this one in particular, there's some fun collaborations going on in the B2B space as far as innovations go. Um, So we'll be hearing who is designing the Virgin Galactic spacesuits. Fun collaboration there. Also, which two companies are coming together to design and engineer the next flying electric car? Hmm. Think cars, think engineering. Hopefully some of y'all can guess it out there, but don't worry. I'll give you the answer. (laughs) And then, um, why did Johnson & Johnson's stock drop dramatically on Friday? A uh, little hint, if you're a parent, you might want to check some of your products for your babies out there. So, And then most exciting to me is we'll be hearing from Mary George, owner of CMO On Demand Marketing Strategy and Execution. I had the pleasure of meeting Mary while I was out at Process Expo um, in Chicago a couple weeks ago as she was there representing her client, Rome Grinding Solutions. And I honestly walked up to their booth, not only because they had some really impressive, um, uh, uh, their systems there in place, their machines, but they had the cutest hamburger chairs wrapped around their entire booth. So really cool to be able to see some fun um, some fun design aspects there at some of the booths uh, and really caught my eye. So kudos to you, Mary. So we'll be hearing all about um, her approach to marketing and being more of a, a consultant instead of just dedicating her skill set to one company. So kind of how she changes up her strategy, um, really what makes it fun about dealing with different companies. So we'll be hearing from Mary shortly. But Tyler, good morning to you. My my good friend. Good morning, Shannon. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. You know, last night there were so many storms around Dallas-Fort Worth that it was kind of a crazy a crazy night. There were tornadoes, a lot of damage. And for that, I always think that there's, there's just so many uh, implications as far as construction and that sort of thing that, that comes around anytime oh, yeah. you have major storms. I know that um, you know, human life is obviously of, of top priority in these mm-hmm. cases, but then you start to look around and see the damage and start to think, okay, it's going to be a lot of work to rebuild some of this stuff. And so Yikes. from a B2B perspective, uh, <laughs> a lot goes on ar- around natural <laughs> disasters and tornadoes around Dallas is something that uh, if you've lived here long enough, you have experienced on some level. I was going to say we were due for one, unfortunately. I mean, it's that time of the year for us. We're right at the tail end of Tornado Alley here in the south. Um, we don't get hit nearly as bad as Oklahoma and some of the northern states but yeah unfortunately when it rains here in texas it not only pours but it tornadoes <laughs> it twists and turns <laughs> it twists and, and, turns and, and causes a little bit of destruction knocks so, over buildings and that yeah kind of so, so no damage here kind of in our neck of the woods and bank of america plaza but unfortunately some uh parts of east dallas experienced a bit of damage tree damage a little bit of debris so but everyone is okay so glad to hear that that's what's important yeah so a little bit um like i was touching on earlier earlier, uh, Virgin Galactic, Richard Branson, kind of the pioneer of all things new technology, his most recent um, business acquisition and project with Virgin Galactic, taking people up into space, really getting uh, things off the earth and exploring new worlds as Richard Branson's personality is just out of this world. <laughs> so it's fitting. <laughs> but saw a really fun article in um, CNN Business talking about the company who is designing his spacesuits. Any guesses? 
Ooh, designing spacesuits. So it's uh-huh. got to be someone who's like forward thinking in their design. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I don't. Lululemon. Lululemon. That's not a bad guess. Thank you. You want to be comfortable, athleisure in space. Right, right. Yeah. Um, no, not quite. You're <laughs> in the right realm, though. It's okay. actually Under Armour. Really? Yeah. So Under Armour is partnering with Virgin Galactic on designing their spacesuits. So a couple little, we didn't hear too many details about the actual specifications of the suits, but a couple fun uh, nuggets about them is there's special padding with lightweight fabric. So keeping the astronauts or space would they be astronauts, space goers in these? Because they're commercial, I have air quotes yeah. going, commercial space aviation machines. I don't know. Space travelers. Space travelers. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be, do you have to be trained to be considered an astronaut? Y- yes. Questions that we have on Maverick <laughs> of Marketing. I don't know. I don't know um, either, actually. But, but either way, the suits are going to be lightweight and fabric. And another fun detail is there's going to be a pocket for pictures of loved ones. So you can carry them up there. That's adorable. I know, right over your heart. I was like, that's a really fun little detail to They've put in there. They've thought of everything. Yeah, I know. So special there. And I um, there's that age-old debate of Nike versus Under Armour. Sure. I feel like you're either like loyal to one or the other. And I actually do favor Under Armour. Really? Yeah. What is it about Under Armour that you I was going to say, I couldn't really tell you why, but um, just kind of a, a dedicated Under Armour fan. I think coming from the horse world and riding, they have a bit more uh, cold gear protection because okay. I ride in all weather. Yeah, so sure, staying sure. warm is important. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. That's so. interesting. I That's interesting that you have kind of more of a loyalty to, to Under Armour and it's because of that reason. And you always wonder like when, when companies can kind of grab certain segments of the marketplace, yeah. how that affects brand loyalty moving forward. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that Under Armour kind of grabbed a little bit more of that market from Nike and created a loyal consumer out of you. I know. And it just makes me want to go up into space all that much more. (laughs) 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 Um, Another fun collaboration, I say fun, uh, more so innovative, is two engineering giants coming together to create the next flying electric car. Now, similar to the Virgin Galactic and Under Armour partnership, there weren't a whole lot of details here, but um, Boeing and Porsche are coming together to pair up to create the next flying electric car. This was announced on Thursday. So uh, I guess it's just the topic today is just leaving the ground. We have Virgin Galactic (laughs) going up into space and Boeing and Porsche trying to get you up flying above the highways, which in Dallas, I would not mind that on 35. Right. (laughs) So uh, yeah, announced on Thursday. And as kind of if you've been following Boeing or if you currently or actively travel through Mm -hmm. airlines, you would know that Boeing's revenue um, recently dropped. I mean, it it topped a hundred billion for the first time in 2018, but had a huge hit this last year um, because of the commercial, their commercial jets, 737s. Yeah. Those Boeing Max. Yeah. 737s. That's been a big, uh, yeah, I, I suppose black mark on the company over the last year or so. Yeah. Um, really, really bad news. Yeah, so 2019 hasn't been um, all that promising. So I think that's kind of what's really spearheaded them to, to merge into other um, verticals within aviation. And um, uh, got a quote from Steve Norland, the general manager of Boeing Next, which is a unit of the company that's working on next generation vehicles and aircrafts. He says that Porsche and Boeing coming together are bringing precision in engineering with style and innovation to accelerate urban air mobility. Interesting. So urban air mobility, meaning flying cars. (laughs) (laughs) Just a fun way to say flying cars. 
This is a this is a really fascinating story to me, and it is an interesting partnership. But when you do think Porsche, you think high end. So mm-hmm. I think that this is a good idea for Boeing personally because you connect yourself with a brand that is highly thought of, that is thought of as luxury, as precision, as mm-hmm. uh, next I, level. Yeah, exactly. Like when you think of Porsche, you think of these things, right? Like mm-hmm. you think of the the nine elevens, and mm-hmm. uh, by that I mean the the brand of car. You right. think uh, you <laughs> think of the the nine eleven Carreras and the you know the Boxers and those type of things yep. that are just sleek, high performance cars. So I think this is a good idea for Boeing. It's an interesting partnership, and you wonder if it'll be something that is accessible in the future for people because of the price point. Well, that's what I was thinking because uh, I know this is not a visual show but I would love to put up pictures of the article to see kind of the mock-ups of what this vehicle or spacecraft or aircraft I don't know what it would what realm it would fall within (laughs) this transportation means of transportation yeah um it looks very much like what I envision um the Batman mobile like the flying in uh who was it most recent Batmans by uh the Christian Bale yes Christian Bale and um Nola it was very much like what those crafts look like. Sure. So, yeah, I'm wondering what industry or what kind of segment they're going to be targeting when mm. they create these. Yeah. Because I would definitely think they're not going to be cheap. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But oh. fun nonetheless. It's all about getting up off the ground, it seems. That, that <laughs> does seem to be a, a big uh, driver for people, I suppose. So, yeah. All right. You know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this how this goes. Right. Like. I, right now, I'm struggling to picture us having the infrastructure to actually be able to pull off flying cars. So you wonder, okay, how does this actually work in the future? Right. Well, it seems most companies are kind of going that way. Like um, Uber is really getting into doing um, kind of the idea of flying transportation. Right. Amazon is right. building their own flying network or infrastructure to be able to better serve their clients and mm-hmm. kind of cut out the middleman with commercial airliners. So it just seems like this is the next step, which we've only been talking about moving this way since, what is it, the Jetsons? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that a cartoon? really good point. I know. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to follow the updates on this particular partnership and see just a, the price and the likelihood that these um, transportation vehicles are going to be created. And yeah, I'm just excited to see who's going to be the first one to drive and own this. So yeah, so we'll get into, uh, we'll follow that update and see that partnership take hold. And right before we come back with Mary George, we're going to be heading over to a quick commercial break. So stay tuned, everybody. Have you ever thought to yourself, podcasts are pretty cool. I should use one to market my company. Good news, you're not alone. But where do you start? MarketSkills Thought Leadership Club makes it easy to dive into the world of B2B podcasting. With in-house podcast production, audio hosting, and more, MarketSkill can be your podcast partner that sets you up as a thought leader in your industry, creating the content that powers B2B. For more information, head to marketscale.com and find out what thousands of companies already know to be true, that podcasting is the future of thought leadership in B2B marketing. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shannon Maverick, your host of Maverick of Marketing, and so excited to have with us this morning on the show, Miss Mary George, owner of CMO On Demand Marketing Strategy and Execution. Mary, good morning. How are you this morning? 
Good morning. I'm pretty good for a Monday morning. How about you, Shannon? Oh, I mean, Tyler and I were just talking about my co-host here, how in Dallas we had some crazy storms last night. So this morning it looks like the sun's going to be shining, so you couldn't ask for anything better on a Monday. <laughs> oh, we've got the reverse. So we had beautiful skies, blue skies, and almost 70 yesterday, and it's windy and raining here. So. Oh, yuck. And where is home for you again, Mary, for the, our audience? Um. Northern Illinois, Northern outside Illinois. Chicago. Okay, so. so wow, is it already getting really cold up there? Luckily, not too bad yet. So, oh, um, but it's it's coming. We know it's coming. Yikes! Oh gosh, I know. Here in Texas, anytime we get even into the 40s, everyone starts getting scared. So <laughs> I can only imagine yeah. that's not too bad for y'all. <laughs> great, great. So. Nope. Uh, yeah, Mary, so excited to have you on. I was talking with um, the audience a little bit earlier about how I had the pleasure of meeting you at Process Expo as you were there representing your partner, Rome Grinding Solutions. But if you wouldn't mind just sharing with everyone, give us a little bit of background on your history um, in the marketing industry and kind of what you're doing right now. Sure thing. Well, I've worked my way into the marketing industry after um, a couple decades and Magazines and newspapers, editor, writer, both B2B and B2C. Um, and, you know, what happened to print publication um, back in, you know, the 2000 or so. Mm-hmm. Started, it struggled. And um, so then I just, just, it was a very easy segue into marketing, um, partly because of my writing skills and partly because I'm pretty good at sales as well. So uh, kind of just way way my brain works. So in 2007, I got started with um, a B2B in the um, food and beverage space, manufacturing space. Um, and that's that's where I really got into heavy-duty um, equipment marketing yeah, um, and product marketing as opposed to services. So and it's been a progression over many years. Yeah, because kind of dealing so I, with uh, okay. machinery versus services, it is a little bit of a different approach whenever you're working with actual physical products versus um, services that you can give to people. Yes. Um, so, yeah, in between there, I worked for a chamber. I ran a chamber of commerce. I did marketing for a Boys and Girls Club. Um, so, But all of that contributed, I think, to where I'm able to get to today. Uh, and you said, you know, where am I doing now? So now I'm out on my own. Um, it just was a perfect time for me to be a bit of, excuse me for borrowing the word maverick. <laughs> uh, but that's exactly how I felt like I was ready to get back for. I spent a lot of time with smaller businesses and I really liked that. Uh, so this was just uh, a perfect time to uh, branch out and I had the opportunity. I knew that it's been coming for a couple of years with Rome that they needed some work. So um, it worked out to uh, start the first of this year when I'm on my own. Wow. And please, no worries about stealing the, the word maverick. I mean, people who come on to the show are on the show for those reasons. You are a maverick in this industry. And it's important to acknowledge that and to really recognize that. So no worries. Take the take the maverick title, Mary. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Yeah. So can you share with us a little bit about um, kind of how your approach is different when you're working with different companies or even different industries? Because as you mentioned, you're now on your own. You're working with a variety of companies. So does your approach kind of change in how you help these companies um, industry to industry or are there similarities? Um, yes and yes. Uh, <laughs> I, one thing I was fortunate is uh, uh, 
a good part of the past 12 years in the food and beverage space. I haven't marked, I marketed up to five brands at one time and they range from, um, stainless steel, sanitary, uh, and aseptic valves that are used in highly regulated dairy plants to wastewater treatment systems. Hmm. So I, I was used to working with a wide variety of products and customers and markets, uh, all based in food and beverage uh, for the most part, but again, very different products. Yeah. Uh, so there are some basic, basic things that are for all products when you're doing marketing is what, what does your customer think? What does your customer need? And I bridge that gap between the engineers and the product managers that, you know, rightly so. They said, we have this wonderful product and everybody should have it and use it. It's like, well, yeah, that's all well and good. But what's your, you know, what keeps your customer up at night? Sure. That's what we want to tell them. Um, and that works no matter whether you're marketing a, um, you know, thousand pounds, you know, stainless steel valve or um, a financial service. Mm-hmm. What keeps your customer up at night? That's where we need to, um, that's what we need to focus on in our marketing message. Yeah, really the idea, we, we talk a lot about thought-leading content. So really, instead of just throwing out specs about your products or your services, you more so talk about the problems that your industry or your customers are facing and then kind of sneak in how your products might be able to solve that problem. So it's interesting that that's kind of the approach. Yeah. And with you, you mentioned that you come uh, kind of from a sales mind as well. How does having that salesman type mentality also help you then market these products or help these companies market these products? Because the two often need to go together. But sometimes it seems those who are more marketing minded forget about the sales aspect that marketing helps with. I think it's just that is that I don't forget about the sales aspect. And I don't get so hung up in my product. Um, and I, every year I, I, I go, I would, I, and I still do, I go to my client and I, and I, same question I've been asking now for years, what keeps your customers up at night? What are, what are the, you know, hot button topics in your industry? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what, what are you hearing? Is it sustainability? Is it safety? Is it um, efficiency? Is it productivity? I mean, obviously it's all of those, but there are some that, that float to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would do the same thing in a, if I am like a B2C, if I, I am getting involved in someone in financial services, is what keeps your customers up at night? Is it retirement? Is it college? You know, where, what do we, what do we, what do we want to um, use in our marketing? Yeah. And then in some, some industries, it's like, especially in financial services, it's highly regulated. So you have to, you have to approach that much care, more carefully and very much aware of uh, staying with industry guidelines and regulations. Yeah. So it's all about just what is the customer really looking for, whether it's in B2B or in B2C. So that's awesome. Uh, and one question I always love to ask my guests, Mary, is if you had someone that had really made an impact on you throughout your career, who would you like to kind of call out as another maverick of marketing? Can you think of anybody? That's kind of hard. So... You can name them or you can just people. talk about them as the impact yeah. in your life. No, I, I can name them, but so I'm going to split it between. One um, is Simone. Um, I was introduced to her when I first started with this company. She is actually lives in um, Germany, uh, worked with her a long distance, was luckily, lucky enough to meet her very quickly after I started. Um, and she always pushed me. She's very good at what she does, and she always pushed my marketing content. Um, so she really 
helped me get into the food and beverage space and also fine tune my skills. Um, on the other end, the, the, the person that, that hired me was Jack Jordan. Um, at that point, um, when I was marketing these food and beverage brands, we were a privately held small company, just over a thousand people around the world for these five major brands in the uh, manufacturing sector. Um, and he, I called him a maverick from the get-go. <laughs> and he taught me to kind of, um, you know, be smart, but sometimes it's better to, you know, act and then ask for forgiveness uh, yep. when you very feel very confident about things. Um, and he was also very on top of it and very customer-focused. So he helped me learn, the, A, the industry and the products very well. Um, but he led by, you know, his, by him, he led by his intent on the customer. Wow. That's awesome. Well, Simone and Jack, welcome to the Maverick of Marketing Club. <laughs> Mary, thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks so much for telling us a little bit more about your approach to being more of a consultant in the marketing space and getting to really just use your expertise that you've developed within the last um, several years and how it's really impacting the B2B and B2C industries. So thank you so much for being with us today. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your windy day up in northern uh, Illinois, and we'll be talking with you again shortly. Thanks so much, and thank you for the opportunity. Of course, of course. All right, everyone, that was Mary George, CMO, or owner, excuse me, of CMO On Demand Marketing and Strategy Executive. Um, thank you so much for being with us, Mary. Such a great segment. And I think she kind of touched on something that we've touched on before in acting and then asking for forgiveness afterwards, right? The idea that people just wait too long, sit too long on an idea, just get it out there, get it customer facing, get it in the market, and then see if you need to make tweaks after that. Absolutely. I think that's some great advice. And yeah. I really enjoyed hearing a little bit more from her experience and, and how she kind of got to where she is today. I thought that was a really fascinating interview and yeah. a really, really interesting woman. Yeah. Interesting, different approaches working for a, a print publication, working right. for um, a boys and girls club, being B2C and B2B facing. I mean, some great, great industry knowledge with Mary. Yeah. And I've, re I've recently begun to appreciate a little bit more the uh, what having a, a variety of experiences yeah. and, and uh, maybe a little bit more breadth across different industries can really uh, bring to your career as a marketer, right? So you know, having different experiences working in B2B and B2C and, and seeing some different aspects of things can really help bring some new perspective to different industries. It just, yeah, it gives you more tools in your tool belt, right? Absolutely. It gives you more things you can kind of pull out of the hat and try. So I think it's really important to have those different experiences mm -hmm. to be able to bring different ideas to your customers, to your clients, to the marketplace in general. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I 100% agree. Absolutely. Well, normally this is the part of the show where I talk about where I'll be heading this week and again i'm staying here in dallas all so, right staying put yeah so believe me y'all will be the first to know where i'm going to be heading to be handing out some maverick of marketing shirts connecting with some great b2b brands but unfortunately folks for this week i'm staying in dallas staying put <laughs> in the big dfw that's me yep <laughs> So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. Great show. Um, we'll be staying up to date with those Boeing and Porsche updates. I'm very curious to see how that um, spacecraft aircraft progresses. We're going to be flying to work soon. Oh, my gosh. Again, that would just make my commute that much better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Well, everyone, have a great rest of your week. And remember, as always, Mavericks don't run with the herd. Mm -hmm.